0: Now, it's health and well-being with naturopath Peter Mullen. Welcome back, Peter Mullen. Tuesdays, health and well-being, our naturopathical expert. That's you. <laughs> Good uh, afternoon. Thank you, thank you. I've never been called a naturopathical expert before. There's a first for everything. There is. And today we've got two blokes talking about menopause.
1: Oh, look, absolutely. It's something that affects 50% of the population, Mark, so it's definitely well worth the conversation.
0: Peter today menopause is the topic that you've got for us um look for those who might not be i mean we know we know what it is but some of the symptoms we uh, but ladies particularly should be looking out for hang on let me try that peter some of the symptoms that ladies should be looking out for (laughs) um so
1: with menopause um things like um uh hot flushes you know um fatigue um sleep disturbance like a lot of women don't always associate you know, insomnia. But some a lot of women will start to experience insomnia when they go through menopause. Um, weight gain, really common symptom associated with menopause, to do with the body's set point being adjusted. So, um, weight gain, uh, mood swings, uh, emotionally up and down, uh, vaginal dryness. Uh, loss loss of libido, whole host of symptoms associated with, with
0: menopause. So it's something, I guess, the ladies really aren't looking forward to, to be oh, honest. Oh, look,
1: it's, it's one of those things. It's a bit... It's a bit... Like, menopause as, as a condition is, is... Sorry. Menopause is not actually a health condition. Mm. You know, in the in the West, we get a bit too hung up on thinking that menopause is actually a, a problem, and for some women it is a problem. But statistically, a third of women breathe through change of life and wonder what all the fuss is about a third of women have a mild to moderately difficult time and natural therapies can help tremendously women to make this transition and then a third of women you know have a terrible time and may need um medical support through this time but menopause itself is not a medical condition it's not like migraines or um you know, asthma or arthritis. It's it's a natural transition or, or a process. And basically, you know, women are born with a limited number of eggs in their ovaries. And when the eggs run out, like as women become less fertile, get to a certain age, um, then they don't need to be producing the, the same amount of high high levels of fertile hormones that go with that egg production, so as the eggs run out, cycles start to happen less and less frequently until eventually the menstrual cycle stops altogether now that transition of the pre, um, like the, the pre fertile or the fertile hormone levels to the post menopausal le- levels, the smoother that transition, the less symptoms someone 's going to involve so we know that the hormones when a lady's still fertile, to the hormones still being produced after menopause. Because a lot of people think that once you go through menopause, you stop producing estrogen and progesterone. And you actually don't. You keep producing estrogen and progesterone and testosterone, um, DHEA, but other glands or tissues take up the production of those hormones. So as the ovaries So it just moves. It just moves and Hmm. shifts. It's a transition or or it's a change. So what happens is as the ovaries decrease their production of those hormones, other glands or tissues in the body kick in and produce similar though less biologically active hormones. Now, in particular, the adrenal glands take over much of the responsibility of the ovaries. So the challenge with that is that if someone's had a lot of stress, been running off their adrenaline and nervous energy for a long period of time, then come this transition, that transition from the pre to the post-menopausal hormone levels can be a lot more, a lot more tumultuous. So stress burnout is a really big factor in. Um, why some women will really struggle with menopause
0: before we look at how menopause is looked at from a naturopathic point of view you would like to take a look at how it's looked at medically first
1: yeah look as i was saying before and um like, like we focus from a naturopathic point of view we focus on menopause as being a natural transition a natural change it signifies the end of um the fertile fertile years and you know anyone that has kids would recognize that you know, you're so much better off having them when you're, when you're younger because obviously you're going to cope better. So who wants to have babies after 50 anyway, or maybe even anyway? Um, so menopause is a natural process. Now, the challenge is with the medical profession is, you know, based around those symptoms, um, I think the medical approach can be a little bit heavy-handed um, as, as the first-line therapy. Like some of my patients have been prescribed antidepressants going through menopause because of the emotional change and mood swings, sleeping pills for the insomnia, Um, estrogen creams um, for vaginal dryness, um, HRT, you know, and there was a bit of controversy quite a few years ago about um, oral HRT and increased risk of breast cancer, which um, has sort of been not ruled out, but the jury is still out a little bit on how relevant that all was. But I still think, um, you know, for, because we, we sort of, Take a more natural approach you're definitely better off if you're going through menopause take a natural approach first and then if you're really struggling then maybe look to add on some of these and even from a hrt point of view there's safer forms of or safer and i think uh, more natural forms of hrt that you can be trying before you convert to those conventional medications so menopause is 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 um, a natural transition and it's a great example or getting successful management of uh, menopause is a great example of how diet, lifestyle, exercise, meditation, stress management, gut health, all the things that we talk about regularly on this program um, can really help to give someone the best outcome with going through that change.
0: So like you said, from a medical point of view, you feel it can be a little heavy handed, a bit, bit over the top. Yes. Um, Do we have some alternatives Yeah, look, absolutely, absolutely. And as I was saying
1: before, you know, statistically, a third of women breathe through change of life and Mm. really do wonder what the fuss is about. They don't get hot flushes. They don't get vaginal dryness. They really don't notice much change at all. Um, They're just happy to be not having a menstrual cycle anymore and having to go through the processes involved there. Um, But a third of women do have a mild to moderately difficult time and again this is where natural therapies can really play a big role and even with women having severe difficulties sometimes you might use a combination of orthodox medicine and natural medicine to get your best outcome that then you can get off the orthodox medication and just stick with the natural stuff but there's definitely um, some predisposing factors that may set someone up as to why they may be more prone towards having um, challenges with their Mm -hmm. menopause with their hormonal change Um, And number one, as I said, because the adrenal glands kick in and tend to produce estrogen and progesterone after the ovaries have decreased their production, if someone's had a lot of their stress in their life or run off a high amount of nervous energy for a long period of time um, or symptoms, you know, suffering symptoms of stress burnout or even adrenal fatigue, um, they tend to notice a lot more symptoms associated with with menopause. Um, Other factors that contribute um your mother's experience. So if mum had a breeze great genetics playing yeah. the play again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So if your mum went through menopause or change of life really well, then hopefully that's a sign that you're going to have a better better run through this transitional change. Um if someone's got a low thyroid function, that can mean that menopause is going to be more challenging. Uh, liver stress um caused by poor diet, alcohol, caffeine as well as you know we've talked before about pesticides, heavy metals but also bisphenol A. Now bisphenol A BPA, which is what everyone 's on about in plastic water bottles, bisphenol A initially originally was made as a hormone replacement therapy How before, estrogen, before estrogen before yeah. estrogen sort of was made and compounded into being a hormone replacement so bisphenol A was originally looked at as a form of hrt and then when when they discovered or, or decided to go more with estrogen taken from I think um other sources um they they found that this bisphenol a actually worked really well in making plastics so that's how bisphenol a ended up in plastic manufacture and why we say bisphenol a is such a problem because it's like a form of hrt that's coming to us in our water bottles whether you want it or not whether and men women children babies the work so that's why bisphenol a is such a problem um so liver stress and we've talked about that before if your liver's under stress Um, then you're going to have a a more difficult time through menopause. Um, Hysterectomy, even if your ovaries are are, are, are retained, a lot of women, or quite a few women, end up with a partial hysterectomy where they might have to have their uterus removed, but they'll still have their ovaries. But some studies sort of suggest that um, even if the ovaries are retained, that um, having a hysterectomy may advance menopause by about two years. Uh, Smoking can bring on an early menopause. Uh, obviously radiation and chemotherapy um, and certain medications as well so you know ideally you want to sort of try and manage all of those um, symptoms as or or pre-exposed be as healthy as you
0: can going through menopause basically. Fair enough Uh, good afternoon Linda you're at Edgeworth you have a menopause question for Peter this afternoon.
2: Uh, Hello yes I do I am 46 years old and I found out this year, earlier this year, that I have I had stage four endometriosis. So I ended up having to have in um, May. I had a full hysterectomy. Yes. Um, and obviously, I've gone into straight into menopause. Before that, I was on Zoladex implant, um, which is a medically induced menopause. And I'm just wondering, is there any difference, um, and should I expect anything different to what people would would get normally of symptoms? with menopause that happen naturally rather than
1: it's just sort of like, you know, medically induced, like medically. forced me? Yeah, look, I'm not I'm not 100% sure with that. I think um, if it's been sort of, if the body was sort of heading along a certain path and obviously things have been abruptly changed, um, yep. a lot of it really will depend on things like your adrenal reserves, like how, how well your nervous system, how well you've coped with stress over the years, how your mum, like those factors I talked about previously, how your mum went through yep. it. Um, sure. I think more the the fact that it was a quick cessation. I think supporting your system around anything to do with stress and stress coping. Um, okay. things, things like um, magnesium. Um, okay. And and I know quite a few of the um, quite a few of my patients that have had um, breast surgery for breast cancer where they've had chemo surgery and radiation, and definitely sure. can't have any HRT. Um, some of the specialists now are recommending magnesium to help with. To manage the symptoms of menopause, are you getting actually any symptoms yet, or are you just?
2: Uh, yes, I'm having really bad night sweats. Okay. Really quite okay. bad, and I'm quite I'm I'm on a one milligram HRT. Yes. A day, and but I'm finding myself a little bit angry all the time. Yeah. More okay. than I like, I'm not normally like that. So. Okay.
1: Well, I, I think that will be to do with maybe the sudden cessation, and back yeah. to the adrenal. So. Um, even while you're taking the HRT, you can safely take um, a good quality magnesium supplement. Um, okay. You could definitely be like seeing someone that um, prescribes herbal medicines. Uh, okay. Herbs, herbs are phenomenal with helping with this transitional change. Um, and there's quite a few products available at the health food store for helping with menopause that contain herbs. But I'd see someone that's qualified in prescribing herbs and, and get a formula or a mix made up for yourself as well. Um, and look at all the things to do just to help with stress coping. You know, your exercise, yoga, meditation, making sure you're getting good quality sleep. Anything you can do to help improve your health is going to help with this transition. But herbs, magnesium, um, and anything to help with stress coping is really going to make this... Uh, much better transition for you
0: peter there's a herb that you want to mention very quickly before we go on
1: (laughs) well it's look it's one of my as i mentioned before like herbal medicine is the once you've got your nutritional basis right like you need to make sure your minerals are good going through menopause uh, magnesium zinc uh your b vitamins your vitamin c or really good support for your adrenals and stress coping. So you always want to make sure your mineral basis is really good before you add things on but or before you're going to get the great results. But herbal medicine is definitely the go when it comes to menopause. And um, one of my favourite herbs for menopause is called Shadavari. Now Shadavari, it's a traditional Ayurvedic or Indian herb. It's been used for thousands of years as a general female tonic um, for female health, libido. Um, and its text claims that it can strengthen a woman to the point where she's, she's capable of supporting 1,000 husbands.
0: <laughs> That's so, marketing for you. <laughs> okay,
1: I'm sure there'd be a lot of women out there that wouldn't necessarily think that was a great thing, being able to support 1,000 husbands. But anyway, the shadow virus when when we make up a herb mix for something like menopause, it's great because in that one mix, we can put in herbs to support the adrenals, like with maybe some licorice. We can put in herbs to help with... Um, uh, lower estrogen like that have phytoestrogens like your red clover, um, herbs like shatavari which work on libido and stress coping and hormonal balance and in, a, in a, um, a menopause mix I'd always put some liver support as well. So the great thing with having a custom-made herbal prescription made up specifically for you is you can really cover all of those areas so it's a, it's a tonic for your whole whole system because menopause is really like so many things we talk about on this show but menopause is really a whole system change So you want to make sure that all different layers or levels of your body your your digestive system your liver your adrenals and stress coping um, your thyroid um your ovary function if there is still some ovary function you want to make sure all those
0: areas are supported and some other things that ladies can think about doing uh, going through the change well look as i said um menopause is a natural process
1: and as such the healthier and weller someone is the better mm. they're going to go through the change so specifically though um it's a great example of how lifestyle medicine can really make a massive difference regular exercise normalizes cortisol insulin blood glucose blood growth hormone, thyroid levels. Um, So yoga or Tai Chi. Now, yoga particularly, one of our um, practice at work talks a lot about yoga for menopause and fertility. So yoga is an ancient tradition that, you know, has a lot of components that work on uh, hormonal balance.
0: What about Um, getting some sunshine generally?
1: Yeah, healthy vitamin D, going through change. You know, uh, another thing that can be triggered around menopause due to the drop in estrogen is... um, Bone density issues, so making sure that you know you're exercising to maintain your bone mass, but you're also having the right amount of vitamin D. Uh, meditation, mindfulness, uh, we always talk about. But again, um, it's interesting with hot flushes. Like hot flushes occur because our we have a we have a, a temperature regulation part of our brain in our hypothalamus, and we have a range. If our temperature gets too low, we'll get cold and we'll shiver. If our temperature gets too high, we'll get hot and break out in, in the sweat. So with menopause, what happens is that range shortens. So now it doesn't take too much of a temperature change for you to trigger a hot flush. Okay,
0: to make the difference. Yes, yeah,
1: yeah. so some women will have a cup of tea and it will trigger a hot flush. Some women will get like overheated in bed, and, or, or they'll they'll rush. They'll be running late for an appointment. They'll get a sur- pick up of adrenaline. Their temperature goes up, and that can trigger a hot flush. So that's why that's why it's it's not just about HRT. Like hot flushes are a lot about um, getting the adrenals and that stress coping response back in balance.
0: Um, well, how does diet play a, a part here,
1: Peter? Oh, look, I think again, it's one of those areas that you know a lot of women worry about putting on weight through menopause. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and if you're if you've got gut issues, irritable bowel, always feeling bloated or uncomfortable, you know, cutting out the problem foods such as gluten, sugar, um, getting off caffeine, going through menopause if you're getting a lot of hot flushes, um, reducing alcohol. Alcohol can be a real trigger for hot flushes, particularly if you're waking up between one and three a.m. of the night time. That's when your liver's detoxing and working harder. If you have a couple of drinks of the night time before you go to bed, and you're sensitive or your liver's a bit under stress you're more likely to wake up having hot flashes between one and three. So keeping off the things that make your liver work harder.
0: And speaking of waking up in the middle of the night, getting a good night's sleep is also paramount too.
1: Sleep is absolutely paramount. And um, I think the other thing, you know, talking about it, I was talking about, again, one of our ladies that sort of does a lot of hormonal stuff. She was saying, she was saying um, that it is, it is a time to really embrace your womanness as well. Like, you're not having to use contraception anymore. So um, just embracing your sex life is how Amanda put it to me. Um, you're not having to worry about contraception. Um, you're not having to worry about getting pregnant. You're not having to use birth control. Um, you're not having the regular periods that may have been crampy and cause bloating and mood changes and cravings. So there's a lot of wonderful benefits of going through the change that I think we can lose, lose focus on or lose sight on when we're so focused on it or being conditioned that the symptoms have to be treated. so
0: Ladies, you heard it from Peter Mulligan, get out there and get amongst it
1: <laughs> is, exactly. is, the, is the
0: final word yeah, on the, menopause.
1: The, yeah, they're definitely. But And also, too, talking about it, sounds simple, but sharing mm. the changes you're experiencing with friends and family is an important part of coming to terms with this transition, um, particularly friends that have already gone through it as well. And you know, often, you know, storage shared is, is, is a story, you know, pain halved, so...
0: Peter, a, a great talk uh, this afternoon, menopause. Now, next week, you'll be back uh, to one of your, oh, your, you love this. This is one of your core beliefs, isn't it? Gut health. Gut health, gut health. And gut health, next week, we'll be
1: talking about gut health, but particularly in relationship to weight loss. And, and more importantly, not weight loss so much, but weight management. So many times people will lose weight. They have no trouble losing weight. But unfortunately, 80 to 90% of people that get their weight down invariably go back up to their what's called their set point. So we'll be looking at how the right probiotic or bacteria
0: can really help to reset that set point. As always, a great program. We've come to the end. Peter Mullen, Health and Wellbeing, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health,